Jeremiah chapter 48, verse 1. Concerning Moab, thus said Jehovah of hosts, God of Israel, Woe unto Nebo, for it is spoiled, put to shame, captured hath been Kirithim, put to shame hath been the high tower, yea, it hath been broken down. This is a prophecy that Jeremiah had against the Moabites. The Moabites were descendants of Lot, who was the nephew of Abraham. They weren't Israelites, but they were related to the Israelites. However, because of Lot's own lack of faith, his children became pagans, and both Moab and Ammon, who were sons of Lot, became full-blown pagans and all of their descendants were pagans. So often the Moabites would fight with the Israelites when they should have been helping them as brothers. And this brought judgment against the Moabites over and over. Sometimes the Lord allowed the Israelites to win battles over the Moabites. But in this chapter, Jeremiah is prophesying that the Babylonians will conquer the Moabites. First, they took over the land of the Moabites, but then later, apparently, the Moabites tried to rebel, and then Babylon punished them for that. But it was really a punishment coming from the Lord for all the hundreds of years of paganism and persecuting the Israelites. Kirithim is a town in Moab, and so is Nebo. And Nebo, I believe, is a mountain but it's also a populated area of Moab. 2. There is no more praise of Moab. In Heshbon they devised against it evil. Come, and we cut it off from being a nation. Also, O madman, thou art cut off, after thee goeth a sword. When we get deep into sin, we actually lose our sanity. That's why bad sinners are crazy. They don't think in a reasonable way and they don't have any love for other people or any conscience. The pagans are madmen because they've lost their conscience and their power to reason and see that what they're doing doesn't even make sense. It doesn't make sense to worship something that you yourself created, such as an idol. That's complete nonsense, and you have to be mad to do that. And it says that Heshbon will lose its praise meaning it will no longer be a beautiful, fortified city. 3. A voice of a cry is from Oranaim, spoiling and great destruction. The town of Oranaim is also going to be destroyed. 4. Destroyed hath been Moab, caused a cry to be heard have her little ones. This is giving a feminine persona to the land of Moab, and that's because female means many. So it's personifying Moab as many people. 5. For the ascent of Luhith with weeping, go up doth weeping. For in the descent of Oranaim adversaries a cry of desolation have heard. So there must have been steps going up to the city of Luhith and Oranaim and perhaps that's because they had pagan temples there. And it says that the people who go up the steps will be crying for those cities. What they should be doing is weeping because of their sins, but they're only going to weep because they were punished.
6. Flee ye, deliver yourselves, ye are as a naked thing in a wilderness. To be running naked as a prey is to be in your most vulnerable state, and the prophecy says that they will be like naked prey running away from their predators. So nakedness means that their sins are exposed and that they have no protection and no armor. 7. For because of thy trusting in thy works, and in thy treasures, even thou art captured, and gone out hath Chamash in a removal, his priests and his heads together. Chamash is one of the demon gods that they worshipped. They trusted in their works, which is the things that they did with their own hands, such as making idols, or being self-made people, and they trusted in their treasures, which is their wealth. Is your trust in how much money you have, and how many accomplishments you've made? Because if that's where your security lies, then you're in sin, and you're in rebellion against the Lord. The priests of Chamath would also be removed. 8. And come in doth a spoiler unto every city, and no city doth escape, and perished hath the valley, and destroyed been the plain, as Jehovah said. Babylon would destroy the cities, and the fields, and plains. 9. Give wings to Moab, for she utterly goeth out, and her cities are for a desolation, without an inhabitant in them. The people are going to fly out of the cities, running for their lives. The cities of Moab will be empty. People usually have to run out of a city when it's being attacked, because if they don't run, they're going to get burned, or killed, or raped, or taken as slaves. 10. Cursed is he who is doing the work of Jehovah slothfully, and cursed is he who is withholding his sword from blood. This says to the Babylonians, if they don't kill effectively the Moabites, there will be a curse on their own heads for not doing the Lord's work. And again, the Lord has authority to decide when we die. He has made a judgment against Moab that those people need to be conquered. And he's made a judgment against Babylon, his tool, that Babylon is the one to conquer and destroy the Moabites. 11. Secure is Moab from his youth, and at rest is he for his preserved things, and he hath not been emptied out from vessel unto vessel, and into captivity he hath not gone, therefore hath his taste remained in him, and his fragrance hath not been changed. This is saying that over time the Moabites were never disturbed by an invading army. They were never conquered. They were able to remain in wealth and comfort, and they didn't have to grow up or change because the Lord had mercy on them in the past because they are relatives of the Israelites. 12. Therefore, lo, days are coming, an affirmation of Jehovah, and I have sent to him wanderers, and they have caused him to wander, and his vessels they empty out, and his bottles they dash in pieces. Now their time has come for judgment, and the Babylonians are going to take their resources and use those resources for themselves. The Moabites are going to get spoiled or robbed of the things that they had. 
13, And ashamed hath been Moab because of Chemosh, as the house of Israel have been ashamed because of Bethel, their confidence. Chemosh was the great demon of the Moabites, and they're going to be ashamed of that demon because he won't be able to help them. Just as Israel became ashamed of Bethel, which was the house of the Lord that Jacob had established as a place of worship, but because of the sin and the idol worship that went on in Bethel, that town was overtaken. 14. How do ye say, We are mighty and men of strength for battle? The Lord is challenging the Moabites, saying, What makes you think that you're so tough? 15. Spoiled is Moab, and her cities hath one gone up, and the choice of its young men have gone down to slaughter, an affirmation of the king, Jehovah of hosts, is his name. Again he's saying that the cities of Moab will be destroyed and the people will be killed. 16. Near is the calamity of Moab to come, and his affliction hath lasted exceedingly. It's going to take a long time for the Babylonians to kill a lot of the Moabites, so they're going to have a long time of suffering as the Babylonians conquer more and more cities. 17. Bemoan for him all ye round about him, and all knowing his name. Say ye, how hath it been broken, the staff of strength, the rod of beauty? The land of the Moabites was a good, beautiful land, but it's going to be destroyed, and people will be surprised at its destruction. 18. Come down from honor, sit in thirst, O inhabitant, daughter of Dibbon, for a spoiler of Moab hath come up to thee, he hath destroyed thy fenced places. The people of Dibbon will be destroyed as well. Apparently Dibbon had fences or walls that are going to be taken down. 19. On the way stand and watch, O inhabitant of Aurora, ask the fugitive, and escaped. Say, what hath happened? When people are running out of the other cities and they go to the city of Aurora, the people will say, what's going on, what's wrong? And those fugitives who have escaped from the Babylonians will say, the Babylonians are coming. 20. Put to shame hath been Moab, for it hath been broken down. Howl and cry, declare ye in Arnon, for spoiled is Moab. Arnon is another town of Moab, and they also will come to ruin. And howling and crying means weeping and wailing. 21. And judgment hath come in unto the land of the plain, unto Holon, and unto Jehaza, and on Mephath. These are three cities in the flat plain area that will be attacked. 22. And on Dibon, and on Nebo, and on Beth, Diblathim, and on Kirathim. 23. And on Beth Gamul, and on Beth Meon. 24. And on Kirioth, and on Basra, and on all cities of the land of Moab, the far off and the near. And that's the same Basra that we know of today. These cities are going to be conquered by the Babylonians. At the time that Jeremiah said this prophecy, it had not happened yet. It happened somewhere in the 500s BC. 25. 
cut down hath been the horn of Moab, and his arm hath been broken, an affirmation of Jehovah. Horn means strength, and arm means your son. So Moab's strength is taken away, and his mighty young men who fight for him as sons are dead. The army of the Moabites is going to get destroyed along with the other people. 26. Declare ye him drunk. This is a often motif in the Bible that the Lord's enemies are made drunk, meaning that they cannot defend themselves, because when you're drunk you stagger around, there's no way that you can protect yourself from attack. And that's what the metaphor means, that they are unable to protect themselves from an attack. For against Jehovah he made himself great, and Moab hath stricken in his vomit, and he hath been for a derision, even he. Also when you're drunk you make a fool of yourself by vomiting and not being able to do anything correctly. The Lord is saying that Moab is going to make a fool of himself. Sometimes Moab is called a daughter, and sometimes it's referred to in a male persona, such as here when it's saying that Moab is drunk. The male persona means someone who inherits, and the female persona means many. The Moabites will lose many of their people, and they will lose the inheritance that the Lord had originally given them. 27. And was not Israel the derision to thee? Among thieves was he found? For since thy words concerning him, thou dost bemoan thyself. The Moabites always were jealous of the Israelites, because the Israelites were the promised seed of the Lord, and the Moabites called the Israelites thieves, when actually the Israelites weren't. They had what the Lord had given them, and now the Lord is telling them, Didn't you complain about Israel? But now you need to complain for your own plight. 28. Forsake cities and dwell in a rock, ye inhabitants of Moab, and be as a dove making a nest in the passages of a pit's mouth. This is telling the people that they're going to have to run and hide in the caves, just like birds who make their nests in caves and rocks. That's going to be their only shelter against the Babylonians. 29. We have heard of the arrogance of Moab, exceeding proud, his haughtiness and his arrogance, and his pride, and the height of his heart. Satan has a high heart as well. He thought that he could be greater than his creator. And the Moabites were the same way. They thought that they were greater than their creator. And it's talking about all the pride and arrogance that they once had, which the Lord is now going to destroy. 30. I, I have known an affirmation of Jehovah, his wrath, and it is not right, his devices, not right they have been. The Moabites were always angry at the Israelites for no reason. It was just pure jealousy. 31. Therefore, for Moab I howl, even for Moab, all of it. I cry for men of Kirherez, it doth mourn. I believe this is Jeremiah speaking and crying for the people of Moab, just as a prophet should do for those who are perishing in their sin. 32. With the weeping of Jazer, I weep for thee, O vine of Sibma. Thy branches have passed over a sea, unto the sea of Jazer they have come. 
on thy summer fruits, and on thy harvest a spoiler hath fallen. 33. And removed hath been joy and gladness from the fruitful field, even from the land of Moab, and wine from wine presses I have caused to cease. Shouting doth not proceed, the shouting is no shouting. Jeremiah is also mourning over the loss of the resources that Moab had, its wine and its fruit. 34. Because of the cry of Heshbon unto Eliela, unto Jahaz, they have given their voice. From Zoar unto Oranaim, a heifer of the third year, for even waters of Nimrim become desolations. A heifer of the third year is a really good cow. It's young and strong and beautiful. And it's saying that these beautiful resources of Heshbon, Eliela, and Zoar, and Oranaim, those towns, are destroyed. And also Nimrim. Apparently Nimrim had springs or rivers. The Babylonians would destroy their water supply. 35. And I have caused to cease to Moab an affirmation of Jehovah, him who is offering in a high place, and him who is making perfume to his God. The Moabites will be destroyed so that they can no longer offer sacrifices to the demons. 36. Therefore, my heart for Moab as pipes doth sound, and my heart for men of Kirharez as pipes doth sound, therefore the abundance he made did perish. Even the Lord is weeping, just as the musical instruments of a requiem or a funeral dirge. 37. For every head is bald, and every beard diminished, on all hands cutting, and on the loins sackcloth. As usual, pagans will cut themselves and make themselves bald when they're in mourning. Cutting yourself is a pagan activity. Don't do it. 38. On all roofs of Moab, and in her broad places, all of it is lamentation, for I have broken Moab as a vessel in which there is no pleasure, an affirmation of Jehovah. In ancient times they used pottery the same way that we use plastic. It was disposable, and when you were done with a piece of pottery, when it was dirty and you couldn't use it anymore, you would break it and recycle it. Just like we have the capability of recycling plastic, they could recycle their pottery. And the Lord says that Moab is like a used piece of pottery that's now dirty and can't be used again. So he's going to break it. It's become trash. And that is a very fitting metaphor for Moab. It was in constant war against Israel throughout the centuries, strictly because of its idol worship and its jealousy. And remember, Moab's father Lot was also jealous of Abraham. He was jealous of the land and the wealth that Abraham had, and he chose for himself to go to Sodom and Gomorrah to try to have a better life. He chased after wealth, and his life was destroyed in the end. He was living in a cave with his daughters in fear and in sin. 39. How hath it been broken down? They have howled. How hath Moab turned the neck ashamed? And Moab hath been for a derision, and for a terror to all round about her. 
If you're for a terror, that means that your life is so awful that nobody wants to come near you for fear that their life will be destroyed as well. The other pagans are going to estrange themselves from the Moabites when the Moabites get attacked by the Babylonians. And it says that she turns her head in shame. She can't bear to look at anyone else. And that's why you can only see her neck. So the Moabites are going to be ashamed of themselves, their culture, their history, and their people after the Babylonians defeat them. And in a way, they should be ashamed because their entire culture centered around paganism and sin. 40. For thus said Jehovah, Lo, as an eagle he doth fly, and hath spread his wings unto Moab. This is a metaphor saying that Babylon will come down on Moab the same way an eagle comes down on a little mouse in the field. It will be swift, immediate, and totally effective. 41. Captured have been the cities, and the strongholds are caught, and the heart of the mighty of Moab hath been in that day as the heart of a distressed woman. The soldiers won't be able to fight. They'll be as afraid as the most fearful woman when the Babylonians come, and the towers and the walls will be penetrated by the Babylonians. 42. And Moab hath been destroyed from being a people, for against Jehovah he exerted himself. For centuries the Moabites fought against the Lord because they kept attacking the Israelites, and now their time has come to be destroyed, just like the Philistines. 43. Fear and a snare and a jinn are for thee, O inhabitant of Moab, an affirmation of Jehovah. Fear is terror, a snare is like a net, and a jinn is a trap. Just as you would trap an animal, Moab will be trapped by the Babylonians. 44. Whoso is fleeing because of the fear falleth into the snare, and whoso is coming up from the snare is captured by the jinn. For I bring in unto her, unto Moab, the year of her inspection, an affirmation of Jehovah. Inspection means judgment. The Lord looks at us and decides how bad we are, and then he judges us according to our sin. The Lord says that those who run will fall into a net and get caught, but those who escape the net will fall into a trap and be caught by the Babylonians. 45. In the shadow of Heshbon stood powerless, have fugitives, for fire hath gone forth from Heshbon, and a flame from within Sihon, and it consumeth the corner of Moab and the crown of the sons of Sheon. The city of Sion and the city of Heshbon will be burned, and the people who run from it will stand and watch it burn at the edge of Moab. 46. Woe to thee, O Moab! Perished hath the people of Chemosh, for thy sons were taken with the captives, and thy daughters with the captivity. The young, healthy people who can work will be kidnapped by the Babylonians as slaves, but the old people and those who they don't need will be killed. And Chemosh again is their main demon god, and he won't be able to help them. He will be a shame to them. 47. And I have turned back to the captivity of Moab in the latter end of the days, an affirmation of Jehovah, hitherto is the judgment of Moab. 
the Moabites were not completely wiped out as a race, there's probably people alive today who are descendants of the Moabites. Although the Philistine race was completely wiped out, some Moabites were captured as slaves and taken to Babylon. But this last verse says that one day the Lord will remember them and restore them, which is very kind of the Lord. It's probably because the Moabites are cousins to the Israelites, whereas the Philistines were not. The Philistines were not related to Abraham at all. And that concludes Jeremiah chapter 48.